the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining with us this morning as we prepare to worship our God. I want to share a little uh, in-house that due to the weather outside, our, our worship service is going to be limited just for the time of the message. And so we're going to prepare our hearts and our minds with a word of prayer as we'll open up our Bible text to Nehemiah chapter 8, looking at verses 1 uh, through 12, talking about how the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, let us uh, have a moment of prayer. Mighty God, we ask you to bless us with your presence right now. Fill us up, O oh God, that it be all of you, Lord, and none of us. May you be glorified, may you be magnified by the preaching and the teaching of your word. Meet us right where we are. Oh, God, we are desperate to hear a word from you that we might see Jesus. And may we have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you again for those who, have been, who braved this uh, weather and this coldness that we're having here. Uh, thank you for those who join us there online right where you are. I'm going to read for us the word of God. I'm going to read Nehemiah 8, chapter verses 1 through 12, and then we're going to unpack this word together, talking about how the joy of the Lord is your strength. In October, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. So on October 8, Ezra, the priest, brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and the women and the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from the early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform that had been made for the occasion to his right. Stood Mattiah, Sema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, Messiah. To his left stood Padiah, Mishael, Makaj, Hashem, Haswadah, Zechariah, and Meshalom. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Then Ezra praised the Lord. The great God and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen, as they lifted their hands. Then they bowed down, worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hadai, Messiah, Kalita, Azara, Jobadad, Hanan, and Peleah, they instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. Then read the book of the law of God clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. Then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest, and the scribes and the Levites, who were interpreting for the people, said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord, your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a, with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites too quieted the people telling them, hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day. 
So the people went away to eat and drink at the festive meal to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's word and understood them. Praise God for his word. We're going to talk about the joy of the Lord is your strength. And where do we find joy? Joy comes from the Lord. Therefore, you can look for joy in other places, but find out that you're only going to be able to find joy in the Lord. See, sometimes we confuse joy with happiness. Well, happiness is based on what's happening, what's based on circumstance, what's based on what's going on. But joy is something consistent. Joy is something continuous that we have when we have our faith in God. The Lord will give you joy as he will give you peace as he will give you love and all these things are infinite they will never run out so we thank our god that our his joy hallelujah is forever so we look into this text i want to talk about how why did they have joy and and he says that the joy of the lord is your strength so why did they have joy why were they crying why were they weeping in the reading of the word and so as we look and try to find out the answer to these questions, let's understand what's happening in Nehemiah. They just finished building the wall. Well, why did they have to rebuild the wall? Well, they were overtaken. They were taken into captivity because they were not obeying the word of God. They were not following the word of God. They were not showing faithfulness to the word of God. And because they rejected and disobeyed the word of God, Word of God told them that if they do not do what God has called them to do, they will be cast from the land and living in a strange land and be oppressed and dismissed. But now God has brought them back into the promised land. They rebuild the wall in 52 days. And then they said, Ezra, we want you to bring out the word of God. Nehemiah 6, chapter verse 15 says it this way. So on October 2nd, the, the wall was finished. Just 52 days after we had begun, they are preparing to renew the covenant. Think about that for a moment. They want to renew the covenant because they understand they broke the covenant in the first place. And so now you see they have a renowned respect, a renewed respect and reverence for God's word. Pay attention to the preparation that they did to receive and hear the word of God. Nehemiah 8 tells us that all the people assembled with a unified purpose in the square. Notice the location, the water gate, and look how they intently asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law. In verse 2, we see how Ezra, the priest, brought the book of the law before the assembly. I want to highlight something here that everybody did not have the book of the law. Everybody could not just go out and go to the library or reach behind the pew and get the word. No, God has set up an assignment that the word was set in the sacred place in the Ark of the Covenant so that they could always remember who he is. And so Nehemiah, uh, sorry, Ezra, the goal to get the word was me, a sacred act was being done. And the people understood the purpose and the power of God's word. How about you? Do you have reverence? For God's word, you prepare to receive God's word. And look how in the facing the square early morning that they stayed there until noon. And you read 
out loud and they were all there listening intently. And then also, not only did they prepare a place, but they prepared a pulpit. The fourth chapter, tell, I'm sorry, the fourth verse of the eighth chapter says that a, a high wooden platform had been made for the occasion. To his right stood Matthias, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, Messiah. To his left stood Padiah, Mishael, Makaji, Hassan, Hasubadah, Zechariah, Meshulam. You could see that they were surrounding him in all the support and reading of the word. They had reverence for God's word. They stood on the platform in full view of all the people. And then all they saw him open up the book, they rose to their feet. Think about why people rise. Here comes the judge. All rise. You rise for the pledge of allegiance. You rise to greet somebody, right? You rise out of respect to receive. They rose with intent and acceptance and excitement to receive the word of God. And that, right there in that text, we also see how modern worship that we do now uh, imitates and reflects what's happening here, right? We gather everybody together. Uh, we have the reading of the word. We traditionally stand here to, in the reading of the word. We, we celebrate uh, the reading of the word. We hear the word of God. Then also it says that the priest went around the crowd to teach them, to, to expound, to make sure they understood what was saying the word of God. Because we want to have proper application of God's word. We have a lot of people that could tell you a lot of things, but yet may not be proper, uh, properly applying the word of God. God wants us to know him and know him in truth. The uh, Proverbs 3.13 says, joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. Seeking to know the Lord will also lead to better understanding. Understanding the Lord's word will bring you joy. Psalm 19, verses 7 and 8 says, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. And so when we understand God's word, we get a benefit from understanding his word. We get joy. We get revived. We get encouragement. We get a blessing because the word of God brings joy. Ezra wants to ensure that the people understand the word of the Lord and that there's a blessing in the word of God. Amen. And Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the Lord of Lords is your strength. Think about it. We find joy in this world. Now, here's the situation. They are mourning. They are crying because they were impacted by the reading of God's word. Think about it. If you read the law, all right, the law is going to tell you what you should not do and what you should do. And if you're not doing those things, you might feel some kind of way. You're going to read the word of God says that you should have no idols before him. You might be thinking, like, I got some idols in my house. You might be reading the word of God so you should not covet your neighbor. You realize that I've been coveting what my neighbor has. You might be reading the word of God, how it says how you ought to love and, and care for one another. You might realize there's some people I have not been towards loving towards. I have not been towards forgiving towards. And so we must do what God has always called us to do. The word of the Lord calls us to be better, to be good, not to be like in this world that's full of hatred and full of evil and full of wickedness and selfishness. But we ought to be giving, caring and kind. 
Ezra preached to the people that word of the law that still preaches today. We need to go back and read our word and see what God is calling us to, how we ought to love mercy and love just and love what is righteous. This is in the word of God. Jesus now for us is a full revelation of the word of God. For Jesus is the word of God. And beginning was the word and the word was God and the word became flesh. And so in Jesus is the promise of the word. Second Corinthians 1, 19 and 20 says this, for Jesus Christ, the son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy and I preached to you. And and as God's ultimate, yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ our amen, which means yes ascends to God for his glory. So in Jesus Christ is a yes and an amen, which means that every promise that God has for us in Jesus is a yes and an amen. And so when we understand the word and it helps us, yes, we may feel convicted. Yes, we may cry. Yes, we may weep. Yes, we may warm. But yes, we have a yes and an amen that we shall be forgiven. (laughs) That we shall be restored, that we shall know life and life everlasting. In Jesus, we have a better understanding that in our pain and our suffering, I can still find joy in Jesus. Psalms 30 says it this way. Hear me, Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes and mourning and clothed me with joy. That I might sing praises to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. When we have joy because of the promises of God, we have joy because of the faithfulness of God. We have joy knowing that weeping may endure in the night, but joy comes in the morning. We have joy to know that no matter what we're going through, our God is able to bring us through. So know you are forgiven and restored. So looking again at this text, uh, they have rebuilt the wall. Uh, rebuilding the wall means now their town, their city, their community is protected from their enemies. Uh, Nehemiah was constantly getting letters to distract him to tell him, stop building the wall. Now, they had lies circling around him while he's building the wall. He's trying to rebel against the king, against the same king that blessed him, commissioned him, and also gave him every material he needed to successfully build the wall. Nehemiah understood that I am not going to be distracted or dissuaded from doing what I need to do. I need to complete and build this wall. And, and building the wall in 50 Two days and celebration with Ezariah, the priest that reads the word of God. The people rejoice in knowing that our God is faithful. We know about God's faithfulness because when they made the tabernacle and, and, and uh, King Solomon prayed to God, God reminds that if my people who are called by my names will humble themselves. And seek my face and repent and turn from the ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will heal the land. This is a response to saying that if you mess up, you will scatter from this place. You will leave from this place. But if you turn back to me, I will remember you. I will remember my covenant. Here's the people now saying, God, you have remembered us. Let us remember our covenant. Let us renew our covenant. I want to encourage you that you might have some issues in your life that seem broken. That means it's destroyed. That may seem Maybe unable to be repaired, but I want to encourage you that our God, He's a healer. 
He's a restorer. He's a renewer. And so may you come back to him with what is broken. May he rebuild and restore you. May you find peace in him. The word of God tells us of his love for us. We who are sinners who have failed to reach the mark. Understand because we will fail to reach the mark. God sent his son to help us. Because when our own flesh, we can't make it. But because Christ came and born in flesh and showed us God's grace. We know his mercy. We know redemption. We know forgiveness of sin. The word of God shows us that our sins, but also the word of God tells us of our salvation. We find joy in knowing that Christ can rebuild what has been broken. And so when we can come to him and find rest and peace because we can sit under his teaching for his yoke is easy. His burden is light. The people in completing the walk. It's sort of like us in coming before God and being restored that we might give thanks, that we might praise him. And we continue to trust him in the midst of adversity, in the midst of, com- of, of conflict, in the midst of trials and tribulations, that we may not lose faith, that we may not lose sight and trust in God. Nehemiah calls on them to remember the Lord. He said, no, today's a good day. Yes, yes, you read the word. Yes, it tells you how we messed up. But it's a good day because the Lord, the joy of the Lord. Is our strength. This is the thing that Nehemiah understood when he began to begin this. In Nehemiah first chapter 8 and 9, he says, please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name uh, to be honored. This truth is being honored by God today here in this text. With our heart turned towards honoring God over selfishness, over uh, lies and preference, they are turning back to God and God is showing them how great he is. I also want to remind us in this same prayer that when you know the promise of God, you can call on the promise of God in prayer. He said, God, you said <laughs> You said, so here's the thing, God, you, God, you said that you'll never leave me, nor forsake me. God, you said that in Christ we have life. Lord, you said that you are faithful and just to cleanse us of all the right if we confess our sins. Lord, you said to turn the other day. Lord, you said to be strong in the power of your might, and now I'm going to put on the whole armor of God. Lord, you say, great is us, that, that, that great is you that's in us, and he that is in the world, Lord, you say no weapon formed against us shall problem. We can trust on the promise of God. We can go faithfully and pray to God, knowing that he's able to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Because in Christ is our promise fulfilled, because in Christ there's a yes and an amen. So we find joy in every promise of the Lord. And think about how Christ announced his ministry. He said, I come, set the captives free. To, re- to give sight to the blind, to, to, to make the lame able to walk. And so he can heal the broken. He can give sight to the blind. He can raise the dead. He can set the captives free. And he came here to do this for you and me. May we find joy in trusting in the word of the law. May we reverence his law. May we trust his law more than we trust other people, trust other people's opinions. Let us open up the word of God and say, Lord, reveal to me what is true. And help me, Lord, remove whatever is false.
so that I can hold on to what is true, to what is right, and what is pure, and be all of you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are our joy, and you are our strength. And may we forever have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Lord, we trust in your promise that, Lord, that if we do sin and we do confess, you are, hallelujah, faithful, that you are able to forgive us and cleanse us, Lord, of all unrighteousness, forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we are grateful that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Lord, we walk in this promise. We trust in this promise. We believe in this promise. And we find joy in your promise. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us uh, uh, this moment in this uh, Sunday. And look forward to you to continue to worship with us again next Sunday. But also, as we prepare to conclude, you can be able to give your offering. Uh, you can join us on our website, www.zionbcpeoria.com. Or you can also download our app and text to give through there. And may God bless you and keep you until we meet again. Jesus loves you, and so do I. And remember that the Lord uh, is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Amen. Amen.